viewer discretion advised. chicks and cats welcome thank you for always tuning in and always being advocate listeners i appreciate the love and the support so this podcast okay um the question that was posed to me how did i make it to north carolina what brought me to north carolina that's a deep one that's a good one um at one point, you could say love. You could say determination. You could say misunderstanding. Um, yeah, you could say all those things. But to be able to say what came to North Carolina, I guess this is where I got to tap into a past situation. Um, First, let me say, I have no regrets whatsoever. Um, I've grown a lot. I understand a lot. I reflected a lot about myself in this situation, and it made me a better person. Um, So, there was a girl that lived in North Carolina. I won't get into the logistics of how we met, but it, it, it was it was really crazy. Um, no, no, I said I'll be honest. So here it is. Um, back in the day, there used to be dating websites and chat rooms. Um, I believe it was BT. I think this is the one, and it was a group of us. Um, and a lot of those people that I met in those chat rooms were. Um, are still very good friends now like very good friends um so her and i met we hit it off we we hey we 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 hit it off very good so um we made a decision for her to move from north carolina to chicago um illinois and um when i say chicago i truly mean illinois right um it's just that everybody know Illinois as Chicago. Like there is no Illinois, there's Chicago, right? And it's just how it is. It was a suburb of Chicago, um, suburbs of Chicago, um, that we she moved to that I lived, and she would send me pictures of herself and different things like that. And I remember being the asshole and the arrogant SOB that I was, um, she had quit her job, she had packed up her home, she had a little boy, and she was taking this chance on love, right? And I said to her, if you're not the woman in these pictures, I would buy you a ticket back and send you right back, right? So, um, 
catfishing. Y'all remember catfishing? That was alive and well back then too. So I, 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 this woman that sacrificed everything to take a chance on love with me. That's that was my welcoming mat to her to uh, the new state, a new a new start for her and her son, right? And um, that's what I said to her, right? I can see the jerking me now, right? I didn't see it then, right? Um, one thing I can't say about her and I are that we were two. Whether she wants to admit her peace or not, that's hey, that's her life. This is my story. Um, damn it, and I'm gonna tell it the way I want it to be told. Um, she, we were two people that was seeking and searching for love. Right? We wanted this perfect family, and we didn't care how we got it. We just wanted this perfect family, and we were two broken individuals who hadn't dealt with our past and our own hurt and our own frustrations of the world and tried to raise two beautiful kids in a messed up situation um i wasn't mature enough and i hadn't fixed and resolved my own issues to be able to be in a relationship with this type of woman right um, a broken individual can't fix a broken individual. Whether you want to admit you were broken or not, damn it, I know I was back then. And I had a lot of things that I needed to heal from, fix, and understand that I wasn't King Tut and the world didn't owe me shit. And that's how I live life. I was who shot the bear back then and damn it i don't care how big how little or how dark or how curly my hair was i felt like anything i wanted i was gonna take and i was gonna get it and you had no choice right um i went into this relationship being a provider not a companion not a partner it was i provided the finances you kept the house all right, that's 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 the deal, right? Um, relationships are partnerships, right? We should have figured out a better game plan than that, right? Whatever reasons you came for financial gain, or you wanted to be worshipped, and I don't worship adults. I I love kids, right? Um, so as I grew, I realized that I really wasn't. No, I loved you. I will say that I loved you. I I love the idea of what we could have been, what we should have been, what we would have been if we both came at the situation differently. Um, we argue, we fight, we were verbal and physical abusive. Um, it 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 was the most toxic situation that we put these two beautiful kids in. Um, I won't get into the details. I won't put my mans out like that. I won't put my daughter out like that. But we potentially could have damaged them children. And um, 
Now, don't get me wrong. The whole relationship wasn't bad. But there was uh, quite a few bads, right? Um, we did have a good time. We were able to establish a family. We were able to establish a home. We just couldn't get past our own broken, hurt past. And it kept spilling over into our future. Um, there were comments. There were situations. There was cheating. There was there was just a lot. It, it, it was just a lot. And um, I can't say I would do it again. I can't, I can't say that. But I, I'm not bothered by it anymore. Um, I I I take my responsibility. Um, I I wasn't able to love her the way she needed to be loved because of my damage, and it's quite obviously same situation, vice versa. You know, um, she never took the time to understand me um, and what I needed it, what I needed from a relationship. Um, at the time, I don't know if. We truly cared. I think we, at some point, we were so self-centered that it was about what we wanted from the relationship. And when the other one was wasn't able to provide that need, we spazzed on each other. Um, I can go into details. Um, I, I, I can. It, it's just not the moral of the story. Um, we had a decent life in Illinois. One thing I can say is that. Um, she always had a place to lay her head, right? Her son always had a place to call home. Um, so, at some point, she decided to, we decided to separate. We had this beautiful wedding that um, ended up to be the one of the most, I won't say most, I will say I regretted the marriage by the end of the evening, right? Um, I think deep down inside, I knew the marriage was just us trying to take one last stab at resolving this family that we made. Um, yeah, um, I don't know. I just, I regretted it that same night. I um, wish I'd never done it. Um, hey. It's life, right? It's life. We all go through some things. Um, so then at some point, she decided it, it got so toxic and so bad. And um, things were going on uh, with her son that she don't want to take responsibility for. Um, but it was a us factor. It, it, it was a us. We... Um, wasn't the perfect parents. We, we we made a lot of mistakes when it comes to the children, right? Um, so anyway, she decided that she was gonna move. We were gonna we were gonna resolve and and take a break from each other. Whatever the case may be, whatever the situation was, we couldn't leave each other alone. Whatever her reasons for not taking that break and moving on with her life is her reasons whatever my reasons was for not I loved the boy 
right? I, I'm just, I'm, I, I gotta be honest, right? Me moving to North Carolina had nothing to do with her. It was all about him. I was this boy's parent and I wanted him and I needed to help fix him and I needed to be a part of him because I felt that she was so self-centered that he would lose a lot, right? That's the arrogance in me, that there was nobody that could be what he needed them to be. That's my arrogance. Um, and my daughter loved him. That was her brother for however many years that we were together. That was her brother, and she missed her brother, and that was my arrogance, feeling that she needed her brother. Um, so whatever the case may be, we decided to, okay, we're going to try to rebuild our family. Dumbest mistake of my life, but the most intelligent mistake at the same time, right? Um, we're digging to the me moving to uh, us moving to North Carolina after this commercial break. Still looking for face masks? Well, TWBB has a three pack face cloth cover, washable, reusable, dust cotton mouth for adult men and women for a low price it doesn't take away from the quality it's very reusable it isolates dust allergy smoke pollution ash etc this is a must-have for outdoor and travel in other public places again they guarantee high quality for a low price you get a full refund within 30 days for any problems so at the end of every podcast, I'll leave a link for you to get your TWBB 3-pack face mask. Hope you enjoyed that commercial. The next um, piece to um, Illinois to North Carolina. So there were a lot more things in play that made the transition for us to decide that we were going to move to North Carolina. It's not, it wasn't a quick decision on my part pertaining to my daughter. It was a lot of conversation, a lot of details added, and a lot of uh, communication between the wife and I at the time, the ex-wife. Um, so, we made this game plan. We understood how it was going to go. We were going to work on our issues and um, all the things that were toxic, right? Um, so we decided to make it go, okay? Uh, when I got here, I really realized that it was a financial move for her. It wasn't a a um a move because she wanted to fix her family um it was a move because she was well off you know making good money but when you get used to a certain income because it's two people making good money you kind of miss that and that's my spin on why she was so willing to 
make this move and make this sacrifice. Um, and I will say, um, she did use the the boy to help convince me to make this move. Okay, um, so don't don't take it wrong. Like I was blind in these decisions. Okay, so. I'm going to show you how God works as I tell this beginning stages of me being in NC, right? So, I've never had a trouble getting a job. I've never had trouble of doing things and um, situations. And I will say, she caused me to lose my job that I could have transferred to NC, right? Um, there were some things that happened, some things that said, and I can, I can really get into a lot of things, details about how toxic and the level of toxicity, um, maybe another podcast, if I'm feeling like talking about it, but I'm not really trying to slander. I'm just trying to tell a story. Um, so in trying to find a job in NC, there was, it was hard, like, no matter how many times I went to the unemployment office, no matter how many times I went to different companies, um, NC, in a small town in NC, just wasn't like Illinois, right? Like Illinois, you can just, it's jobs everywhere. And I had a degree in accounting when I moved down here. And, and down here is about who you know, not your credentials, right? So it was really hard right but as i reflect that was god okay um so the type of person she was because i didn't come with all this money to let her live the lavish life that she wanted to live it was you wasting my time you're you know benefit to me and she tried to put me down as a person and it was just a whole lot like different things you would expect me to do like uh being a housewife and you would complain to your family about things that I wasn't doing but you you didn't talk about the things that you were doing and the things that you expected me to be you wasn't to me so it, it was it was just a lot it was a lot so God started putting people in my life, right? And I, I met this one one friend and love her to death. Like, I owe her so much. And the gratitude to her and her family is unreal. Like, there is nothing they could ask of me that I wouldn't do for this family. Because that family held me down um, when I got in the situation. So, the toxicity between me and my ex-wife was... was at an all-time high because I guess now she feels like she's in her hometown and she's going to do what she want to do and say what she want to say to me. But you forget, I'm still that same person, right? That attitude, that arrogance, that that temper is still there. So you're not going to put your hands on me. You're not going to mistreat my child. You're not going to do the things that you think that you apparently wanted to do in Chicago, but you didn't have the backup to let you do those things that you thought you were going to do it here, right? So, you would do silly stuff like call me from my friend house that I met and we were real cool that to go to the club with you. Like, you would call me from there and 
beg me to go to the club with you. So then I go to the club with you and you like trying to lay up with some other stud in the club and think didn't think I was going to speak up a while out on you, right? Like stupid stuff like that, right? Or you think you're going to be gone all weekend and hanging out with whoever and then me and my child going to be just sitting in the house. So you didn't think I was going to make friends you didn't think i was gonna move around and meet people and do things and have fun right um the only thing that i could say that turned me sour to your family is that my family no matter how toxic and how unstable they are never showed a difference between your child and my child your family did that like when you would drop your son off for the weekend with your family they did, and it was, I think, one holiday it was July 4th weekend. They didn't come get her. You know what I'm saying? They made her just live life and be by herself, right? But he having a good time. But that's water under the bridge. But that's just the difference, right? So, with all that being said, I started to build my own world outside of you. And you couldn't handle that. Because whatever the case may be, whatever happened in Chicago, you didn't make friends as easy right but we all know why but you didn't make friends as easy so when i can make friends as easy you had a problem with that right um and you made a comment like you should go work at mcdonald's um or something some stuff you was making up that you felt that i wasn't being stud enough to you so that's why you did the things that you did because I didn't have a job at the time, right? Mind you, I only been there, what, a month, two months at the most, right? And you couldn't hold me down while I looked for a job. We're not going to play tick for tack, but I held you down till you got your own. Anyway, so I started to move around. I started to meet other women. You you had other studs. Like, let's just be real with it. You had studs you was messing with and i had chicks i was messing with and you the night that we finally broke it was the night that you got mad because i was on the phone cupcaking and you was in your room cupcaking and you exploded because i was cupcaking right remember that um you call yourself jumping on me punching me in my eye gave me a black eye and i reacted right um, police were called and you had a fit because you went to jail and I didn't, right? My eye black, what you think, right? So I'm calling my family and of course they were no assistance. Um, and I called my homie, the, 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 the my friend that I told you about and I, I just cried to her and she packed your stuff and you and your daughter come stay with me my sister and her boyfriend right we packed our stuff we left i don't know what day that was but i promise you all this time i couldn't get a job and this is how god worked that friday after all of that happened whatever day that happened on that friday i had a job but it was in the town that you were in and i was staying another in another town and I used to have to drive um, at night from one town to the next, work all night, drive back to that town, pick up my kid, take her to school, um, go back to work, work, 
pick her up from school, drive back to the other town, try to get some rest, and then do this cycle, right? We won't talk about the chick that I met in between all of this and we were done, but then you found out I was messing with somebody and you tried to come back and you tried to fight that girl. That girl was 14 and you trying to fight her. Uh, my homegirl threw you in the bushes. Remember that, right? <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm just telling like the psychotic things that we do. So now you want me because I got a job to come back and live with you, but I'm an opportunist. Like, I'm just going to keep it 100. When I came back, when I moved back with you from when we were living in um, Greensboro and my friend held us down for that little bit, I was being an opportunist. I knew at that point I would never be with you again. Like, you was just something to do because you put my child out on the street. Like, that's something that, that was a line that you crossed that we would never, ever cross again. Right? But I needed to do stop doing all that driving because I was falling asleep on the highway. So I would um stay the night. I would um how we do that? I can't remember how we did it. I remember I would go to work. Oh yeah. When it was time for me to go to work, I would bring her to your house, spend the night, let her spend the night, I'd go to work. And then while her and little man was in school, I'd sleep at your place, pick her up from school drop him off wherever he was going and then I headed to the other town or sometimes he came with me right um yeah I used you to get all her school clothes like it, it was that you used me so now the devil in me is gonna use the hell out of you right and um I remember my homie still holding down kept telling you my business you know that's how you were able to pick up on the other girl and all that stuff right loose lips but hey that was that was my cat. I mean, I wasn't in for I wasn't wrong for all the stuff that I had did to a, another friend of mine that I I, I I damaged our friendship because of this type of mind frame that I was in. I was in survival mode. So whatever whoever I had to walk on or whoever I had to step on to make sure that my child ate every day, I did it. Right? And Yes, I got to pay for that. And yes, I had karma for that. And yes, I had to rebuild and apologize to people for that. But it, at that point, you had put me in survival mode. So I did what it did, what it do. And just took advantage of who I had to take advantage of. And a couple of you chicks were them people, right? Um, I'm not proud of it. I'm not in this podcast like I'm proud of what I did. I'm just explaining, explaining like... How I survived being homeless with a kid that's over a thousand miles from her family, right? Um, I do remember that my family called my daughter's dad's mom to tell them that we was homeless, right? And she sent us some cash saying, hey, this is to come back. I, I, I hit her up because I'm respectful to her. I owe that lady a lot. And I was like, look, like, and you can see how my voice changing because I'm getting that, that, that mind frame as I tell that story. And I was like, look, we not coming back. We going to make this work. So if you want your money back, then I'll send it back to you. And she was like, no, her birthday coming. Go ahead and um, use it for her birthday. So then I sat my child down and had a conversation with her. Like, this is our life, right? And I apologize and blah, blah, blah. And that was another thing that we bonded on, right? So through all this shenanigans and all this, I say this to say, 
what you thought was going to break me only made me and my daughter stronger and made a willpower in me that nothing will hold me down. Um, I stayed with my friend for about two months. After that, I moved my daughter back to um, the other small town, that the original small town we came to. Uh, we got a hotel room, the kitchenette type hotel with the, the room, with the bathroom and the kitchen all up in that. And we lived there uh, maybe from August to the end of November. And it was to the point where I literally worked two jobs at the same factory. Like I would work the third shift, get off, go take my daughter to school, come back to work, work until she got out of school, go take her home, spend about an hour cooking and talking to her and uh, go to sleep in time to get up and go back to the third shift. And sometimes I would wake up, my daughter would have the bath water ready for me, have my work clothes laid out, had cleaned up. So like we bonded during this time and, and, and we just did it. And all it is, um, I think I was making $11 an hour and I worked my tail off so that by Christmas, my daughter would have her own place that she can call home. And, um, I remember the first place I got, we moved in, we was excited, um, and this place had so many doggone roaches, like, I can't remember the name of the, 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 uh, the real estate office that had it, but they had so many roaches, I told them, like, look, you keep this security deposit, I'm out, I'm not staying here with no roaches, and, I bounced on them like two two days later we bounced and I happened to find a, a nice little place like down the street and I moved in and the people let me move in and they was like you know what you don't owe us a security deposit Merry Christmas right this is how God worked like and by Christmas Day my daughter had her own place now we didn't have no furniture or nothing like that right let me back up a little bit the first place the people didn't turn my lights on and I cried like a baby because I had because I had to work like it was not missing a day. I couldn't let my check be short and I had to leave my baby in that house without no lights and a few candles on an air mattress. And it broke my heart. Right. But that's the mom in me. So but I had to choose being a mom and miss eight hours just so she can be secure it, it was just a crazy situation and nobody knew how we was going through it but like i say when god let us move into that new place and no roaches no bugs no nothing and she had a place to call her own by christmas you don't understand the relief and the joy you feel in your heart with somebody tried to break you and you make it right and and you fight for what's right and you make it dog like you don't even understand the joy like i get i'm filled up with it right now because it was a beautiful thing yo and she just thrived like you just can't imagine how this kid thrived and became the person that she is right um it's more to that story. Like, I may get into more details about it. But the moral of it and the part about that. So, I hope you understand why I moved there and how we met and all that little crazy stuff. And how we ended up in North Carolina. Uh, moral of the story. Only thing that can defeat you is you. 
and I mean that from the bottom of my heart, you got to want it. You got to eat it. And can't nobody want your dream more than you. If somebody else trying working harder at making your dream a reality than you, then baby, you don't want it. And that's just that's just what it is. You gotta want it, you gotta live it, you gotta dream it, and sometimes it gotta be your plate of food. Right? So I leave on that note saying all you gotta do is fight for what you want. And it's yours. Only you stand in your way. There is nothing anybody can do to prevent you from being great. Only you. So, I appreciate y'all listening. Um, I hope y'all was entertained. I hope y'all understand. Um, my editor them may make me redo this. I'm tired of redoing this stuff. Because once I talk about it, I talked about it and that's it. Right? So, thank y'all for listening. <laughs> that, that was that was a pun on my editor. Um Thank you for listening in. I appreciate y'all for always listening. Let me get this stuff off my chest. And I hope I'm entertaining. I hope I'm giving you a side. And I hope I'm encouraging you at the same time. Remember, you can hit me up on all social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. X Believe Me or Not. I'm working on trying to be more active with those three. Um, freeing up some time in my life so I could be active and interact with you guys more there. Appreciate you. Um, stay blessed, stay true, and just remember that I just ain't shit.